Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our seventh episode of Inner STEM Talks, brought to you by the Irvine Tustin Chapter. I'm your host, Andre Lombardi, and today we'll be discussing some final advice and um, just general advice we have for everyone on upcoming AP exams and finishing off the year strong. And joining me, I have Priyanka. Hi, guys. My name is Priyanka. I'm a uh, co-president of the Irvine Testing Chapter, and I'm a junior at Beckett High School. Cool. So today, um, what we're really going to be talking about is like, how do you balance all the extracurriculars with finals and AP exams? And what are different resources? What are strategies we've used and seen other people use? And um, just all around tips. So yeah, let's get started. Um, so Priyanka, for you, first of all, what APs and finals are you going to be focusing on the most? And so far, what have you done to prepare for those exams? Um, so this year, I'm taking four APs, and uh, these are AP Physics 1, AP Calculus BC, uh, AP United States History, and um, AP Human Geography. So, <clears throat> so obviously, I am, you know, in terms of, it is a lot to balance because um, I'm sure most most people in my situation or in a similar situation can relate, but, you know, we have finals and AP exams at the same time, as well as, you know, our typical regular extracurriculars and classwork and stuff. So what I've been doing is I kind of, uh, around like three months before any of my exams, I sort of created like a little timeline and a plan for when I want to start studying for each. And I obviously prioritized my AP exams that come first. Um, and I just went in that order. So I have my AP push exam coming up this Wednesday on May 19th. Um, and so that's my first AP exam. So I started studying for that first and gradually I am adding in my other study regimens for AP human geography, which comes after then Calc BC and physics, which are both on the same day. Um, so I'm just going in that order. And um, did you want me to also you know, go over some resources or? Yeah, okay, yeah, so. Um, yeah, so I, you know, for, for history, I actually didn't take world history last year, so this is my first AP history, but from what my, from my studying thus far, I found that um, more than a prep book, I actually think videos are really helpful. Heimler's History is a great, great, great channel, cannot recommend enough. He is literally helping me a lot right now. Um, he makes really good content review videos. Um, other teachers that suggest for APR specifically, Jock's production is pretty good as well. Obviously, Khan Academy is good, but I really suggest Heimler's and History and Jock's Productions because they make really succinct content videos. That, you know, they don't they don't give you all these unnecessary dates and information. They just give you what you need to know for the AP exam, and more importantly, they teach you analytical skills, which is kind of exactly what the AP exam tests you on. Um, and for more STEM-based APs like Physics and Calc, I suggest going through Khan Academy because it's really important to know all the content there and to um, get practice as well, which is, I think Khan Academy provides like a good combo of both. And you can also supplement that with prep books. And I'm using Princeton Review prep books for both of those subjects. Yeah, cool. So for me, I'm a, I'm a sophomore, um, Priyanka is a junior, and what I've been uh, focusing on is mainly EP Chem and Pre-Calc, um, Pre-Calc Honors. So for AP Chem, my, my AP exam is actually about a month away. It's on June 10th. Um, the online digital version of the test. And so what I've done so far is um, like part of our final kind of was a assignment to work on three multiple choice tests of AP chemistry. So that's like, I guess, one of the smaller ways that I've studied because 
it was a mandatory thing. So it's not like I went out of my way to do it independently. But I've also been, um, of course, attending different office hours. And um, the AP Chem live sessions um, for this year are pretty um, interesting in terms of like, they give you a lot of good challenging questions that you might be struggling with. They don't really cover like fundamental concepts. You can find that on the AP Classroom, but um, but they're good for challenging topics and to really try to um, strive for like maybe a four or five if you're going for that on the AP exam. Um, Pre-calc honors, um, I've, the, my teacher's office hours have been very, very helpful. Um, and then also looking back at past exams or just like my work kind of, cause we have to, um, you know, to do the work on a piece of paper and then just film the multiple choice. So I have the majority of the question based on my work on paper. So I'll look over that sometimes. Um, in terms of which one I've done more, I focus more on AP Chem because it, it has both a final and it has an AP exam. But pre-calc is, is a final. Um, both of them, ultimately, I want a good grade in, but I'm just trying to learn as much of the content as possible. Um, and a goal, uh, the grade is the goal but um, ultimately I just want to learn as much as possible and that, that should hopefully correlate with the grade. So um, the next kind of, I guess this is a perfect transition with all of those exams that we have coming up and probably not as much busy work, but just more like um, uh, studying to work on and a lot of time management. How do, how do we balance extracurriculars with these things? How have you done that in the past Priyanka or how are you going to do right now and that all of that stuff? Yeah, so definitely, um, you know, without a doubt during this time when, um, you know, AP exams and finals are there, that definitely takes the precedence for me. Uh, that's the most important and extracurriculars, you know, are usually something that's year round for us. So I think it's okay at this time to honestly not give them as much priority. And if you are prioritizing extracurriculars over APs and finals, then you should maybe be ready to see that impact on your final grade because you have to understand that finals are really just a once in a year or twice a year kind of thing these are ultimately going to have a huge impact on your grades and their your gpa um and then ap exams also are you know they're not necessarily as important because colleges it's more of a college credit kind of thing but you know, generally this is still if you want that credit at least you should still and the fact that you know they only happen once a year at the end of the year uh you should still maybe prioritize those so that's what i've been doing andre during this time um i've, I've definitely been you know, trying to be consistent in my extracurriculars, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm communicating and I'm letting people know that, hey, I do have a busy schedule in terms of APs and finals. And so I may have to give extracurriculars a little bit less priority uh, during this time. I definitely agree. It's perfectly fine to tell your peers or teachers and other, other people around you that you're, you're busy, everyone understands. Um, also, I wouldn't at the same time say drop extracurriculars. I just say focus a lot less um, maybe than usual. And then during the summer, you can focus more on interests and hobbies and all of that type of stuff. Um, but finals month and May, that, that kind of timeline, it's all focusing on, on finals. I, I, if I could reword that though, again, I'd say it's not all, it, it's just more of a priority as Priyanka kind of said. Another thing that I think Priyanka uh, kind of alluded to is that finals, um, or AP exams happen uh, once. Like if you're taking AP chemistry, you're only gonna take that AP exam once. Um, 
finals, they kind of, they happen every year and all of that content you've been accumulating. Um, so to me, finals are maybe a little bit easier to study for than AP exams because number one, AP exams only happen once, but also because AP exams um, can involve a little bit more of applying your knowledge occasionally. And, you know, there's other factors like um, for the fact that it's like a three hour exam for most of the exams, that's different from the final. So there's a lot of differences um, overall, but um, I just say for both of those things, try to prioritize them more than extracurriculars, at least for this month. Um, and then for your studying for those topics, what are some resources um, for both AP exams and finals that you've used to prepare so far? Um, yeah, so I, I think, like, like as I stated briefly before, um, for history, I really suggest, I'm going to be really honest, I feel like AP prep books are, for history tend to be pretty dense, um, or on the, you know, on, the, on the opposite side of the spectrum, they can, they can be kind of sparse. So I really suggest maybe don't spend your money in prep books, instead just go for lots of um, video resources that you can often get for free. Like I suggested, Heimler's History is what I've been using, and it's really great. He does, he, not, he doesn't just do overall um, peer, you know, unit reviews, but he goes through individual topics within units, and um, it's often, you know, these, these often come with free notes packets and stuff too, so it's just really great free resources that you can use. Ultimately, the, the decision is up to you. Prep books aren't bad, I'm not trying to say that, but um, I have just, my, with my personal experience, come to find that, you know, videos work better for me in terms of, like, AP histories. Um, for AP, uh, AP STEM subjects, like, you know, physics and calculus, which is what I took last, uh, this year, and, you know, last year I took, uh, I took chem. Uh, I found that yeah, prep books are really good because, um, you know, what I what I what I've been doing and what I've you know over the past few years of taking STEM APs and then this year as well, um, I always go through try to try to go through class content or like Khan Academy to refresh all the content first on a more like detail level. But after that, I find that prep books are great for just giving me quick, brief like brush up sort of um, uh, review. And also uh, prep books often have individual practice questions for each topic or each chapter, as well as full length practice tests. So it's really just important to uh, have both. And again, also for like any AP, whether it's history or STEM, uh, really important to do college board official practice tests or um, you know, progress checks with, through the AP classroom this year, because um, the exam format is gonna probably be different from the kind of test you took in class, right? Your teacher isn't gonna give you college board style questions exactly, but that's what's gonna be on the AP exam. If you want success in the AP exam, it's best to familiar, familiarize yourself with um, the college board format and the college board type of questions because that's what you're being tested on. Yeah, so that's all been really helpful, Khan Academy, and um, just being able to um, look through my teacher's slides and documents and all that stuff we've gone through throughout the year. But another thing I found particularly helpful and a good refresher, but also um, a good idea for what the AP exam is going to be this year is looking on the exams that have literally already happened. Your teacher might have given you like the first administration, like the FRQ section or the multiple choice section. I, I don't think mine's with answers, but it's just like the, the document itself. If your teacher has access to that, that is very useful because, um, you know, that's the test for this year. And um, if you're at a later administration date of the AP exam, then that's, I'd say that that's definitely a benefit for you. And um, go take a look at that. Now, of course, don't, don't share it. 
Uh, don't be looking for answers on any of it because College Board doesn't allow that until it's fully released, but um, it, it's definitely a good resource if you have a later administration. Aside from that, um, for APCAM, which is the only AP I'm taking this year, um, I'd say there's a few resources that my teachers have given me, like websites. One of them is called ChemiBear. My teacher alludes to that a lot. I personally have not used it um, a ton, but also there's this study guide that a few um, peers made, I don't know, a, while, uh, a year or two back, and I found it really, really helpful. I'm not sure, unfortunately, I can share it on the podcast, but it's like this 70-page document. It's kind of like a prep book, but simplified because it's created by, by us, by students. So um, those type of things, and again, watching YouTube on general topics. I also learn very well on a video format. So all of those things, there's tons of great resources for both AP Chem um, or just APs in general and finals for anyone to look at. So, I mean, they're kind of at your disposal. Everyone has YouTube, everyone has, hopefully if they're enrolled in the AP, you know, like AP Classroom and the live videos and all of that and Khan Academy and those resources. So definitely check them out. Um, the next kind of question I guess I have is um, what should, not what does, but like what should an ideal week look like up to an AP exam? You know, maybe some people are trying to cram everything. How do you study in the last week of the AP exam? Um, well, you're, you're asking about like, I guess what should it look like ideally? Yeah, ideally you should not be cramming in that last week. You should you know, you should have the content down and you should just be, you should already have even gotten a little bit of practice in and you, you know, ideally you're, you're just taking a couple of practice tests or, you know, if you're, there's any final small doubts or clarifications, you're brushing up on those things, you are, you know, um, just, it's really just, you know, that final brush up, final review kind of thing and a little bit more, more practice. And the night before the AP exam, it's really important that you sleep, uh, I would say sleep earlier. And I would, say, I would say wake up early because this year, at least the AP exams, all of mine are starting at 9 a.m. I plan, I'm gonna try my best to sleep early so that I can wake up at like 6 a.m. and have some time for myself before the AP exam because you don't wanna be waking up like, let's be honest, one hour before your AP exam and rushing to get your exam set up. You know, set up because it's all digital, set up everything the night before, have it ready, have your devices charged, just be ready, make sure that your AP digital testing software is good to go and, um, sleep early, get up early so that you have a couple of hours or more than that before your test. And um, yeah, I would say that's how like we, the week of and you know, the, the day, the night before, you know, the days leading up should look like. Yeah, and another thing I'd add on for me personally is um, just know that you, you shouldn't um, have other, a ton of other responsibilities. If, if you do find yourself with a lot of other things you need to do, then maybe you can try to ask um, to push them back or you know, just, just by a week um, so that you can focus on the AP exam, maybe like six, five, four or so days before the AP exam. But once you get to like the, the, the last one or two days, um, as Priyanka said, get plenty of rest, um, wake up early on the day of the exam, um, and just make sure you don't have too many distractions like the day before or especially the morning of. Try not to check a ton of social media if that distracts you sometimes um, or bothers you or anything of that sort. Try not um, to do things that um, maybe like I'd say don't don't go to a party the night before. Obviously, that might sound super obvious, but just don't do things that are out of the normal and don't do things 
that can uh, affect your testing ability the next day because that that could matter, you know, the difference between like a, a three or a four or a two and a three, four and a five, all of those um, differences, all of those things can make a difference for sure. Um, now, what are strategies? We, I think we've gone over this a little bit, but it does differ in one way. What are some new strategies that you've um, implemented into your studying that differ from maybe previous years? Um, I don't know, maybe there's some like unique things that you've done because the AP exams are online and all of that. Um, although the Pomodoro method, uh, you know, something that I've tried in the past, I found that it hasn't been like super effective. So personally, Pomodoro is really good because you know, for me, my phone is my biggest distraction. And so I think when you're studying for APs, it's really important to just ever anything in general, but more so APs, I would say, just go, go, go. And don't let yourself get distracted for a certain amount of time that you say that you're going to study for. And Flora is a really good app at allowing you to accomplish that. Yeah, so I just downloaded that app actually. It seems super helpful, Flora. And um, even though these type of things may seem like baby steps to studying strategies, I'm sure a lot of them can go a long way and they, they really can. So definitely go ahead and download them and take those small steps because each one uh, kind of add significant value to uh, your studying progress and all of that. So another um, thing that I've found super helpful is just taking a walk and getting your mind off of things that you've done during the day. All of us are sitting at our computers for five, six, maybe seven hours straight from 8 a.m. to whenever your class ends. So, um, you know, just get your mind off of all of that. I have, a, I have a dog, so I take him for a 30 to 40 minute walk every day or do something to get outside of your room at the very least. Maybe go in your backyard if you can't walk um, or, or just do something. Um, and that is in itself a studying strategy because you're getting your mind off of maybe stress. And um, the only thing I'd advise against that don't make it into a procrastination method because it can be true where um, you'll be like, oh, I'm gonna take a walk for my well-being," And, uh, but maybe in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, I don't need to study because I'll be taking a walk for my well-being. So don't, um, don't go ahead with that. But overall, things like that are, are great um, testing strategies that I think both of us would really highly uh, recommend that are different from past years, but still applicable for past years as well. Um, because I don't want to spend too much time um, of everyone stays listening to the podcast. Thank you guys for everyone who's tuned into us so far. Um, I just want to cover one last thing before we go. And that's what, what final motivation do you have, Priyanka, for students on their last stretch of studying? Yeah, for sure. I think, I think you should just remind yourself that literally after APs, after finals, I mean, it's summer, right? We have summer. And I think I, I personally, that's been a motivator for me because, um, you know, I'm, uh, I have some stuff that I'm excited for during the summer. I'm planning to go somewhere with my family. Pretty excited for that. So I'm just trying to keep that in mind. I'm thinking, oh my God, just like, I'm thinking about the fact that, you know, if you, if you give up right now, or if you, if you are consciously not, not putting in your best foot forward and you're not putting in that foot because you're like, well, there's only a couple more weeks left. Well, the way I like to think of it is that's going to really negatively impact your mind for the rest of the summer. And it's going to honestly, for me personally, is it doesn't allow me to enjoy things because it, you know, doing bad is different from not, and then trying your best different from, you know, not 
doing your best, you're not giving your best efforts, and then as a result, not doing that, uh, not doing well. Um, and you know, if if I know that it's like the latter case for me, and I and I didn't give my best, that's going to negatively impact my mood during the summer, even if I'm on vacation or if I'm doing, you know, virtually anything or doing something really fun, it's going to affect me because I'm going to think, oh, wow, that was really, that was a really bad decision. You know, I should have, uh, I shouldn't have given up. I should have gone forward. And, and I'm not going to act like, you know, I don't do that either because I've, I've had my past experiences with that. And it really sucks because this is really hard. Um, this is a really intense time, but just try your best and and keep giving it your all because it, it will pay off. Like I know it sounds kind of cringy, but it'll pay off. Um, because you know, ultimately you know, we're all gonna apply for college at some point. So you know, it's closer for me, but um yeah, I'm just trying to trying to keep that in mind. So yeah. Yeah, it it is cringy, but it's true. Um and that that also sounds very cringy, but um I'd also add on that kind of as Priyanka said, you're so close. Um, maybe you have a month left, maybe, which might seem like a really long time. Maybe you have three or two weeks, maybe you're on your last week. But keep in mind that even when you're studying, and, and I guess this is for me personally, whenever I study, um, it kind of goes by quickly. Like if I'm in a, a zone kind of, of just focusing on whatever it might be. Um, and so once you, once you start doing things, try, if you can, to take interest in what you're learning as much as possible, even if you're not a fan of humanities or you're not a fan of maybe you have a, a dip, difficult, um, maybe, I don't know, AP environmental science class or something like that. Maybe you have a difficult teacher, but just try to take interest in that as much as possible. And time will go actually much quicker than you think it will. And again, keep in mind a reward and and the ultimate like end goal destination. There's a lot of maps that teachers show you um, and parents and all these stuff to encourage you. And it's like, okay, you either see a super squiggly line and you see, uh, or you see like a super straight line. And you might think, okay, my friend is getting super close to the destination and they're just going like straight and they're just really good at the subject. For you, it might look different, unfortunately. And that's just maybe for your, your friend a different subject is, is what this specific subject is for you. That subject for them is more windy and, and difficult to understand. But try to see that end point, which is the same between you and that person. Um, and, and hopefully this is all helpful for everybody. Um, just the different strategies that we discussed today and um, motivation and all of that. Finish off strong, obviously. We're just your peers. We're not like, um, you know, we're not distinguished people who know a ton about high school and college, but we're in the moment with you. So we definitely get everyone. So um, Priyanka, do you have any last words or anything like that? Um, yeah, and I just wanted to kind of add on to, I think what Andre brought up was actually really good. And um, I kind of wanted to say he's really, you know, what he said is definitely, you know, something I think every, that it's important for everybody to know about. Uh, I, I, could, I could personally relate to what he said, you know, there are going to be people who are just naturally good at some subjects and you can't let that get to you because um, even if that person, let's, like I, I personally, I have a really good friend that it's, she's, I've never seen her struggle with anything. Like literally this girl has kind of straight A person and it, she doesn't struggle much because she's just so smart that you can give her any subject matter and she can somehow learn and adapt. But that's okay. You just have to understand that, you know, ultimately it boils down to, you know, there are going to be people like that. And if you think it's bad in high school, there are going to be people like that in every level. Like that's not, that doesn't end in high school. There are going to be people in your work field eventually at some point in the future that are just perfect at what they do because they're, they're just naturally that brilliant. 
but that that's where I kind of like to personally think, and even if it's not necessarily true, I think it's good to just have this in mind. You know, hard work beats talent. You have to realize that you can get better at things. Even if you're not beating talent per se, you have to realize you can you can get better at things purely through hard work and uh, the right mindset. I think I think a growth mindset is really important in that sense. We need to real if you're if you're going to be very restrictive, like oh I'll never be you know able to get up to there, you're not going to get to it. That's just the truth because you're you in your mind you've already you know kind of told yourself you won't get there. But if you can change that mindset and realize that yes I can I can do get to my best ability and I can get wherever I want to get, then you will be able to get there. So yeah, I just wanted to add to that. But I thought it was a really good point Andre brought up. Uh, and yeah, good luck to everyone with finals and APs. We'll be grinding and you guys will, will as well. So good luck on, on then. Good luck with your exams. Yeah, yeah. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for everyone who tuned in with us and uh, see you guys all next time. Bye.